This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture for week ending Friday the 19th of March 2021, presented to you this week by Lottie Bauer. I'm a farm trader based in Lincolnshire. Let's start with wheat. World wheat markets have slipped 2-3% lower this week, following better than expected wheat crop estimates from analysts for many of the world's primary wheat exporters, the US, Russia, Ukraine and the EU. Much of the US wheat belt has stayed dry for several months, but recent snow and rain has proved beneficial. Weekly crop ratings were good to excellent for both Oklahoma and Kansas, which were up 4 points to 57% and 2 points to 38% respectively. More rain is due with significant storms forecast to arrive. Analyst Sovacon has increased its 2021 Russian wheat production estimate from 76.2 million tonnes to 79.3 million tonnes, which demonstrates the benefit of a generally mild winter. However, crop losses from damage caused by recent ice sheets are yet to be counted. The Ministry of Agriculture of the Russian Federation has reported that 25% of the country's winter wheat was poor to very poor, compared to with just 3% receiving the same rating at this time last year. The Ukrainian Hydra Meteorological Centre has reported that 98% of its winter wheat was in good condition. The EU crop monitor Mars increased its yield estimate for the 2021 EU wheat crop to 5.89 tonnes per hectare, This is up from 5.7 tonnes per hectare last year, and if achieved, would be 3.5% above the five-year average. Analyst Strategy Grains left its 2021 EU27 wheat yield estimate unchanged on last month at 5.93 tonnes per hectare. The German cooperative said German wheat crops had fared well over winter and avoided any damage. The United States Department of Agriculture has stated that at the end of this season, China will hold over 196 million tonnes of corn, which is more than two-thirds of total world corn stocks. This represents almost 68% of Chinese annual domestic consumption. However, China has continued to import 24 million tonnes of corn this season. This week, the country purchased a further 3 million tonnes of US supplies. This is the second week of significant US corn buying by China since the beginning of the year. The country had previously secured 6 million tonnes during the last week of January. Prior to this week's sales, the US had already sold 92% of its 66 million tonnes of exportable surplus and there are still 24 weeks of the marketing season remaining. US NCs and stocks are seen falling by 10 million tonnes on the year, leaving an exceptionally tight balance sheet. This reinforces the reason speculative funds hold near record long positions in the Chicago Board of Trade corn futures market. The bears will argue that only 50% of the sales made have been shipped and that some of the outstanding sales could be cancelled. However, there will be production issues in Argentina following drought and in Brazil following delayed planting. In its March World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report, the United States Department of Agriculture left its corn production estimates unchanged for these major exporters. Perhaps the Chinese buyers see things differently and have bought the US supplies whilst they remain available. South American production prospects will remain a key grain price driver over the coming weeks. Now let's turn our attention to what's been happening with barley this week. Old crop feed barley has struggled to find demand both domestically and on the export market to the EU over the past week, although there has been demand from North Africa. 
Both Tunisia and Algeria are tendering for April-May shipment, but firmer freight rates and both a strong sterling and US dollar means this is likely to be executed from the Black Sea. Compound interest has been fairly muted for feed barley despite a weaker market, but barley is maintaining its significant discount to feed wheat. Showers for most parts of the UK has meant that spring drilling hasn't been able to progress further over the last week. However, the pace of drilling is expected to pick up from next week, including in northern regions. New crop feed barley prices have fallen in line with other commodities, whilst discount to wheat remains much smaller than for crop 2020 at between 15 to 18 pound per ton, depending on location. Global markets are poised to react to the easing of lockdowns and the rollout of vaccines as they occur around the world. Markets are volatile and this is likely to last for the short midterm until the pandemic situation stabilises. Taking a look now at oilseed rape. This week has seen a sharp correction in domestic rapeseed prices, with old crop markets shedding £15 per tonne and new crop about £10 per tonne. Prices have been pulled lower by a 5% fall in Paris futures values, but this is not a sign that traders have been selling all global oilseeds markets lower. US soybean futures are close to unchanged over the same period, and the weakness in European rapeseed markets is more likely to be a short-term cooling off in a market that was almost 30% higher at the start of this week compared to values at the start of January. In global oilseeds markets, the biggest unknown remains the size of the Brazilian soybean harvest. The extent of Chinese demand is no longer a surprise to the market, although what the impact of African swine fever since December will have on pig numbers and subsequently on the market is difficult to estimate. The US is going to be going into next season on bare boards in terms of soybean stocks, given that its export volume is already sitting at 99% of the forecasted volume for the whole season. It's not yet known how many soybeans will be planted in the US this spring, but with corn prices also riding high, the market is unlikely to see any big surprises unless the weather intervenes. There is more certainty appearing in the balance sheets, but the lack of confidence surrounding Brazilian crop, which is now 50% harvest, is unusual in the second half of March. Crop estimates for the Brazilian soybean harvest vary between 128 and 136 million tonnes. This is a massive range and the outcome could prove to be a game changer. It is difficult to feel confident that the upper end of the range estimates could be achieved given the poor crop conditions going into harvest, the wet weather during harvest and reports of field abandonment, particularly on late sown crops in northern Mato Grosso. However, confirmation in the next few weeks of a crop close to the bottom end of the range could once again reignite the world's oilseeds markets. Now let's have a quick summary of the pulses market. Old crop bean values have fallen 5 to £8 per tonne over the past week due to lack of demand and many more farm parcels than expected coming to the market. There is still some demand for delivery for May through to August, but with values of other protein sources falling rapidly, buyers are waiting before making any further commitments. With sterling remaining firm and minimal demand on the horizon, values can be expected to fall further over the coming weeks. New crop bean values have also come under pressure over the past week due to the prospect of a much bigger crop than last year. Winter beans in all areas have come through the winter well and are now putting on spring growth and looking far better than at this time last year. Spring bean drilling continues into dry and well cultivated seed beds and although a little cold, the crop prospects look far better than last year.
And finally, I'm going to finish this report by taking a look at the fertiliser market. This week sees India return to tender for the next instalment of its urea requirements. The tonnage is thought to be in the region of 1 to 1.2 million tonnes. The market awaits bids, but recent prices indicate strong demand and some production issues, possibly leading to a further strengthening to come. North African granular urea remains around $400 per tonne freight on board, and at these levels, it's difficult to see any new cargoes coming into the UK by this spring or even early summer. Ammonia values have strengthened further this week. However, on a domestic front, large imports over the first quarter of 2021, then seen in January 2020, have led to a small reset in UK nitrogen values as a result of stronger stock positions. Recent changes have led to nitrogen trading between £5 to £10 per tonne lower, which is down from January levels for spring deliveries. It remains to be seen if imports are actually in stock in the UK or on farms. Potash and phosphate prices remain firm. The market is seeing stronger spring demand, coupled with low stocks, particularly for potash and polysulfate-based products due to import constraints. Supplier lead times are currently up to one to two weeks for new orders, and with the application window narrowing for getting fertilised onto crops, Frontier continues to advise growers to buy requirements now. This was Frontrunner for week ending Friday the 19th of March. If you'd like advice on grain marketing, get in touch with us directly or speak to a local Frontier farm trader. All Frontier customers have access to live market pricing and online grain trading in the My Farm farm management platform. Thank you for listening.